Dating Skills Review, the central source for dating advice for men, brings you the Dating Skills Podcast. Hey, this is Angel Donovan with another episode of Dating Skills Podcast. Today, we have a couple of guys from Japan, and uh, they're, they're the guys who wrote a book called Japanese Girls, The Guide. And it's it's a book I reviewed personally a little while ago, and I really found it like pretty much the best thing I've ever read on Asian women, uh, like full, full stop in terms of dating. Um, so you know I'm really glad to have them on here. I wanted to get them on here to um, see what they've got to say about Japanese girls. Hey guys. Hey. Oh, just hey. keep going. Just keep going with that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> giving out the love. Giving out the love. So, uh, so I got Smash here. Um, and Hi there. Smash, yeah, Smash has been. I, I don't know if you can tell where he's from from his accent. I guess. So Smash has been in Japan for five years, and we got Johnny, who's been uh, in Japan for fifteen years. Yep, I'm I'm uh, a London boy originally, but uh, been out in uh, the Far East for like say, we're well, just going over five years now. Great, great. Well, so. You can write too. Needless to say, if if you're listening to this and you're not interested in Japanese girls, uh, this is probably not going to be as useful to you. But I would say that uh, what we're going to discuss today is uh, kind of relevant to Asian girls in general. And we're not just talking about Asian girls who are actually living in, in Asia. We're also talking about um, the, the ones living abroad. And we'll go into that in a little bit of uh, detail, like the differences between that later. Um, so, guys, like, what, what I thought we'd start off with today is just talking about c- kind of communication and cultural differences. And, you know, like uh, start, starting off with, because I, mean, I think this is one of the first things that confuses someone. For someone who's like potentially been used to like approaching uh, Western women or, you know, other Asian women even, like he approaches a Japanese girl and it doesn't go quite the same. Right. So, like. What what would you call the like the major differences in the way she's communicating? Not necessarily like you know she's actually different, but maybe she's communicating differently. So what what's your kind of view on that? Smash old boy. Well, uh, hello. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll know it's Smash from the British accent. Um, but um, I just want to say before we get into anything, just just a kind of a general disclaimer. We could, we. Um, this is just going to be about an hour-long podcast, so we're, we're going to make a lot of generalizations about Japanese people. Um, and obviously, um, everybody's different. We totally appreciate that. We don't see the Japanese um, as one great big autonomous entity, um, and we don't look down on them. We certainly um, don't talk about them as if we're better than them or if we've got a handle on exactly what they're thinking. Um, but for, for ease of use, we're going to talk about um, Japanese girls and, and our experiences and um and generally what the, uh, the, the truth is um, behind these things. Excellent. Um, also, when we, when we talk about uh, from our point, uh, Japanese girls from our point of view, we're not, we're not going to refer to us in terms of you know, white guys or, or even Western guys, but j- non-Japanese guys, because in Japan, the culture is sliced um, between Japanese people, uh, hom- uh, indigenous Japanese, and everybody else. Um, and that that division is very very pronounced in some areas and not really so pronounced in others. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, just want to make that clear from the beginning. But um, Johnny, what do you, what are your thoughts on this topic? On on uh, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. All right. Look, I'll, I'll make it easy. Like so, you know, because right. I've been in this situation. So you know, I was in Tokyo, mm. and yeah. I've, I've been around Asia and. 
all, all, all sorts of other places, but um, it's actually with a, with, a, with a few guys, and we were in Shibuya, I think, when we first got there. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, I walked up to some uh, very, very beautiful Japanese girl, very tall, and, um, you know, I was kind of just speaking to her, like a mix between English and Japanese, my, my extremely bad Japanese at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just was kind of surprised with, the, I guess the way she communicated uh, back to me, you know, I, I it wasn't something I was used to, and you know, I've been in this for about ten years or a bit longer, um, so you know, I've you know, I've, I've kind of pretty much seen it all, um, and I, I've actually dated Japanese girls outside of Japan, but this was kind of different. So it was something that what, it took me a few days to get the handle off. So you know, I'd be interested to get your what, perspective. What kind of she was a little bit chilly, right? Well, first, I mean, this particular girl, I mean, it was it was pretty much just kind of like silence and just kind of looking at me, um, and <laughs> okay. and she, you know she'd smile a little bit and then she'd kind of turn away and like and I'd talk on a bit more and it was a bit more of it. She'd kind of turn, she'd smile at me a bit more and then she'd like kind of turn away and I was just like, okay, what's going on? She's not like leaving, but she's not going. Like, you know, just, well, there's like, there's an interesting dichotomy between the West and, uh, and over here, you know, oh, everyone says, oh, the Japanese, they're so polite. You know, did you see how they handled themselves during the natural disaster? You know, mm-hmm. it would just be chaos over here in America, yeah. you know, kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, they, they are very polite, but there's, you know, everything exists with a very pronounced structure. Okay. And so we talk about, uh, quite a lot in the book, uh, something called context. Okay. So if you, you know, if you're in New York city or London, and you walk up to a female and you say, hey, you know, what's going on, right? You know, she'll probably answer. She'll give you some kind of answer. But in Tokyo, you're probably going to get this horrified stare, okay? Because it's completely out of context. Mm. It's completely, it does not fit in that little paradigm of, of Japanese social protocol. So if you have a way, and in fact, uh, I've written about this on my blog too, if you have a way of speaking in context, Okay, something that is acceptable, like say for example, oh, I'm the lost foreigner and I'm looking to go to Shibuya and I can't find my way, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden that's completely in context. And then she'll talk to you and then you can move on to other things like, oh, you're so very helpful. How come Japanese people aren't so helpful, you know? And you, and you just you can continue on and and uh, move on from there. Uh, that's that's you know. The biggest, I think that's the biggest stumbling block is because so many guys come over here and they expect, yeah, party, party weekend, and it just doesn't happen that way. Right, right. And that's, and that's well, that sounds like a very easy rule as well. Like, basically, you just have to understand that, you know, social protocol is maybe a bit different there or not as, uh, how would you say, open as somewhere like New York, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or L.A. where people kind of do crazy stuff all the time and it's become normal normal habit and, you know, social protocol. So yeah. could you give us kind of like some outlines of appropriate social protocols in like in Japan, Tokyo and Osaka? Like, I don't know if, if it's different in different cities as well. Yes, it is different in different cities. Uh, uh, you know, smash chime in at, at will if you'd like to. But uh, Osaka women are generally friendlier. They're generally more kind of they're they're closer to the Western type. You know, uh, mm. I was with a, a, a buddy of mine and we went to um a restaurant and we were just sitting there eating and uh we you know some kind of very fabulous looking food showed up at our table and the girls next to us looked at it and immediately commented on it and i turned to them and i said you're not from tokyo are you 
And they said, no, we're not. How did you know that? And I said, because Tokyo girls would never, ever say something to us. Mm. You know, and they said, really, is it that, you know, is it really that way? And I, I said, you must be from Osaka. And they said, yeah, we're up visiting. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more casual down in Osaka. Right. Is it, so is there a reason for that? Like if they had some kind of connection with foreign, like is it historic or is well, it just, the you know, their warmer culture for some reason down there? The, the Osaka kind of Kansai region of Japan is just notorious within Japan. It's an anomaly. Um, mm. It's the the old country in a way because it's uh, where the old capitals um well kyoto uh, is and everything and um osaka is, is just known for it's it's kind of slightly rough slightly abrasive and it's also um should be noted it's it's geographically quite uh close to the uh southernmost um part of korea so it has that kind of extra little spice but i, th mm. I think um you know we could we could go around all the cities and talk all day about um these these kinds of uh, differences but what the uh, as a non-japanese person the kind of uh, thing that you should really be um, thinking of is um, the re uh, relative exposure to foreigners of japanese girls in different cities mm. of course um, tokyo has the by far the highest concentration of foreigners it's it's not um, anything strange to be walking in um, any part of tokyo and to, mm. to be seeing people from of all um shapes, colors, sizes, and cultures. Um, whereas um, the, the stark contrast to that, if you're, if you're out in, in the country, um, as many hapless English teachers are known to be assigned to, um, you're, you're instantly, you, you kind of have this paradox of getting all this attention, but being treated as, as something that people aren't really sure what to do with. Mm. And that's, and that's when you're going to get, um, you'll, you'll get, a lot, a lot of an initial interest, like, wow, who are you? Where are you from? Um, wow. And, but you also hit barriers, which, um, will suddenly kind of hit you out of nowhere, um, where it's like, okay, this far and no further. Um, and I think the most important thing that, um, the guys have to think about in any interaction in the city, in the country, or like you say, approaching a girl in Shibuya is, um, the reaction you're getting is as much a product of, of that person, of that Japanese girl's feelings about herself and um, how her experiences with dealing with non-Japanese people, as it is about you know her attitude, whether she likes you or not. I mean, you might be getting a very frosty, very muted reception, or in, in your case, you know, polite smiling and then kind of turning away, and you might think, well, she she was kind of a bit cold to me, but in reality, she what, what's going through her head um, could be a thing about you know like oh I don't really know what to say. My English is quite poor. Um, you know, he's a nice guy, but I, I kind of feel a little out of my depth here. That's um, what I mean. When I was reading your book, yeah. that's kind of got, I got this importance of um, doing the right thing, I guess. Like the, the girls kind of are like, they put pressure on themselves, um, like yes. in, in, socially, more, more pressure on mm. themselves socially to do the right thing so that and, and now that you're going back to the social protocol, if, it, if it's not something that they're used to, so if, if, if you're creating a social context that they're not used to, that doesn't happen every day, then, you know, they don't really know what to do with it, right? Your face is out of context. Your face is out of context. <laughs> Your face is out of context. You're just, just by virtue of... <laughs> right, right, because they haven't spoken to... Like, they're like, oh my God, this, this is a white face. So seriously, seriously, I, you know, I, I've been here. I, I went to school. Here, okay. 
Johnny Rocket's actually an elderly Chinese woman. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you've Wait. ever seen that video where the Chinese lady goes mental at the airport because she's missed the fight, that was Johnny Rocket. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that routine later. Be sure to stick with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the, the thing is, is that, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I, I have a, I was, be, I've been very lucky to, uh, do my, you know, my day job is, is a little bit, you know, it's exciting. There's a, there's a glamorous element to it. Thank you. I, you know, I've been lucky for that. I say with all humility. Yeah. And, uh, I went to university in Japan. So obviously I, I speak and read and write. And I can walk into, uh, I walked into a client and it was a retail setting and there was a guy doing retail and I said to him in, you know, perfect Japanese, Hey, what about this over here? Why is it that way? And, and he saw my face and he froze. It's, a, it's the deer in the headlights phenomenon. Mm. Okay. And he, he couldn't, you know, they instantly go into, Oh, I have to speak English now. Oh my God. What do I do? You know? Mm. And so, uh, that, you have that to overcome as well. And so when you're walking down the street in Shibuya and you see the tall young lady that you did, <laughs> the effective <laughs> barrier just like instantly goes up. And, she, you know, so you, you've got to uh, defuse that yeah. right away. And so doing something that's very, very much in context that really, really fits the pattern of Japanese social behavior will help you do that. Right. Could you give us a, you know, a few examples of things that you think would go down well in like different environments, like you know, I don't, I don't know, in the street or in a cafe or in a bar, for instance? Well, I would. The thing is, is if you have to, you know, this this affective barrier only lasts all of five to ten seconds anyway. As soon as they figure out that you're approachable and that you're cool and that you're going to interact in a way that is acceptable with them then all of a sudden you know the the guard goes down and you're you're kind of onto the next phase so for example uh i uh, something else that i have on my blog for free for everyone to see hmm. um you know and if you want to plug my blog you're, you're welcome to but i won't uh there's a uh if you have on your phone um, any kind of, you know, depending on your level of Japanese, obviously if you speak Japanese, you're going to have to have some kind of word that is very difficult. But if you don't speak any Japanese at all, you get a message. It's like, wow, I can't read this. You just walk up and say, excuse me, can I, you know, can I, people generally speak English. Can I ask you a question? What does this mean? Mm. Okay. Helping yeah. the poor foreigner. That's very, very much in context. And everyone, you know, it's, it's in the Japanese sensibility. Yeah. Oh, you need to be of service to foreign people. You know, mm, because mm. Japanese, we Japanese are so obscure and, oh, we use chopsticks and we drink this really bitter green tea and in the whole night, you know, we all, we all get uh, exposed to that. So if you say something, I need help, help me out, then boom, they'll, they'll be right there. And then you can move that on. It's like, oh, wow, you're very helpful. Thank you so much. What's your name? You know, uh, if you were, uh, obviously, if you're in a, a club, <laughs> that's not going to over. We've I mean, it, it might, happen. might, but it's going to look very much like a, a pickup line, you know. All right, yeah, so, so I'll give you an example. We were in a club in Shibuya uh, one night, and we were in a lift, and there was this girl with some champagne, and I can't remember what I was talking to her about, something basic, and I said, oh, can, you know, uh, can I have some champagne? And she gave me the whole bottle, right? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, she gave me the whole bottle, she says, oh, you're very welcome, you're very welcome, and she says, I have to go now, and, and then she kind of left, and I was like, that was funny, you know? Um, I, I just thought Japan was great because you know, we were constantly getting these, you know, different 
interactions that were, were interesting that we didn't really understand. Uh-huh. Uh, so what would you say about that? About uh, the champagne? Or <laughs> just getting, given a, like a bottle of champagne and they're like, very nice to meet you and then kind of... Yeah, that's, well, you know, you can look at it from the, the capitalistic standpoint and say, yeah, I just, you know, I got a free bottle of champagne. But in the social aspect, it was, um, you know, and no offense, but it wasn't... It really wasn't good, right? That's why I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can you can leverage that and you say, hey, I want some champagne. No, I want to share it. I want to share this with you. Right. You know, who are you? What are you about? And all, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's kind of what I figure. I mean, I think I think what we had was we were kind of deer in the headlights because we were so, so like, oh, what's going on, kind of thing. So we didn't do anything. Um, it's, it's very possible that afterwards she just went, oh my god, I just gave away my bottle of champagne. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, it was a funny experience. Like, I and, said. and the guys she just rejoined were like, what the hell? Like, Where's our champagne? <laughs> I just sent you. The <laughs> I just gave it to a random guy in the lift. Give me more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say like as you were you were talking about this stuff uh how so you know you said you've studied language and obviously you you probably both speak uh, pretty good japanese how important is language uh it depends okay this is a great question smash old boy mind if i take this one please do kind thanks there's a there's a a book called ugly americans um, yeah. and you know, I've been here for so long and I've, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of grown up here and, and, uh, ugly Americans captured, there was a part in the book where it, it really captured, uh, my experience here where the guy, one of, you know, one of the guys in the book, it's actually nonfiction. You know, he says, I, there's no way that I could ever move back to the U S because I can't have a real relationship mm-hmm. and there's no way that I can recreate the life that I've gotten good at over here in the United States. I'm not mature enough to have that kind of relationship and, and, uh, and interaction. And, uh, the thing is, is that once you, once you get good at, um, you know, navigating the, the subtleties of Japanese culture, uh, it's like a minefield, you know, if you can, if you know where they are, then it's it's great, but if you don't, then you're just going to be you know stepping in in piles of steaming piles of of social faux pas all the time. Now the language, um, it's a double-edged sword. The more you speak, uh, the more they expect it of you. So mm-hmm. in, in in Ugly Americans, you know, he talked about he he summed up that guy who, you know, and we've all encountered these people where they have katana sets of katanas in their living rooms and they wear you know they wear like kimonos to bed and that kind of thing and they only eat with chopsticks and they pretend that they're forgetting english and that kind of thing it's like that's a liability okay you are who you are you're foreign and the more that you try to just fit in the more that you kind of you're kind of just running yourself right off the tracks okay Mm. so it you know the the biggest and best thing that i could say to people who are coming here for the first time is just be who you are and don't don't think for a minute that you have to be Japanese and don't think for a minute that you have to speak because, uh, you can get by without it. Um, it does help, you know, a basic level of communication. Like if you want to get married and have a relationship, yeah, you need to speak Japanese. Okay. If that's your objective, but if your objective is to come here and date around and have fun and, you know, go out and do all that, then, you know, a few basic phrases, you're going to get by. Yeah. 
or ever, no one should ever feel bad that they don't speak Japanese or that they're not bowing properly and all, you know, none of that. What, what, per, what percentage of people or like girls speak like some English there? Or in, well, I this, I, is I, another, this is really another regional thing because I, I think you'd be hard pressed in Tokyo to find someone who doesn't have the basics of kind of self-introduction style communication and being able to say, you know, I like cake. Um, but then, yeah, as the, the further you go away from the capital cities, you, you do you do get uh, um, you, you do hit some walls. Um, uh, I I think the uh, just the the corollary to that, uh, which uh, which Rocket has just given us there, is that I mean y- your options change the more the more Japanese you you come to be able to speak. Um, some some doors close and some doors open. The girls who are interested in you know they they want to date the least Japanese thing they can find because for whatever reason they're disillusioned with their own culture or they're just wildly experimental about other things. Yeah. And yeah, they they want the they want the total um, zero Japanese, total English uh, or English or whatever country um, uh, foreigner to to kind of offer them a a break from the norm. But by the same token, uh, there were certainly girls I've been involved with um, who I would not have been able to even get a basic kind of interaction going with if I didn't have um, the the power of, of the language behind me. So, like, uh, just as just as uh, Johnny says, it's it's a double-edged sword, and um, you've you've got to kind of pick your poison. If um, but I mean the most the most important thing is just don't um, don't sweat it. If you don't have the if you don't have the language ability, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it sounds like it's it's more of a personal decision. If you're interested in languages, if you want to learn the you know the Japanese language, then then do it, right? And I guess that would fit with you know the kind of girls you're going to come across if you take that path. Mm-hmm. It's going to fit with your own mindset about you know your interest in the country and and your interest in language and, and so on, right? He said, come across. <laughs> 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 yeah, it all boils down to one thing. It's not the size of your pencil. It's how you sign your name. You work with what you got. What is, what is that even? Okay, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm lost too. Come on. Uh... Yeah, but I think, look, I mean, just, just to sign off on that, the, um, there comes a point where your ability, where you, you peak, where you have the ability to communicate with pretty much everyone. Your Japanese isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And then if you... If you keep pushing beyond that point and trying to smooth it out, you actually work against yourself because it comes across as trying to be someone you're not. I mean, there are guys, you meet them all the time, who've been here a long time, and it's a huge part of their identity that they can communicate with the locals. And they, if if a girl starts speaking to them in English because they look non-Japanese, they, they refuse to reply to the girls in English. They speak Japanese. It's like, please accept this part of my personality that I've worked on so hard. Yeah. And that's where you start... Um, and, and I say that because I've been one of those guys. Um, and part of um, writing the book, Japanese Girls, the Guide, was part of my journey in, in just screwing up so much, but learning why and fixing it and just having much better experiences because of it. I'm, I'm glad you said the words screw up because um, mm-hmm. I think that would probably, you know, that, that, would, that would probably be extremely helpful. If you can just kind of like, what are the top three screw ups? You, you think top that... three scrubs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, number three. <laughs> um, I, hey, Johnny, have you have you ever screwed up with a lady? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, the headlights. Oh, naturally, yeah. Oh, geez. I seriously, screwing up is is fantastic because that's it's the screw ups that really, you know, Educate. they bring you up, they raise you up. In fact, there was a that. Uh, Oh, I'm I'm trying to decide which story to tell you now, but uh, I I know I know the one you should tell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The the uh, first of all, I, I just speaking generally, the one of the, the the worst things that happens to guys, especially guys who come over here and and the Japanese, you know, they think, oh wow, they're so interested in me, I must mm-hmm. be so exotic. Yeah. And so foreign to them and they all of a sudden they're on this rock star high and then pretty soon they they're find they find that they're getting summarily ignored. You know, and it's like what happened? I was complete I was completely on top of this whole thing and they were so into me. Right, so you're saying like you just just to make sure everyone understands, so you're saying like kind of you arrive there, say, you know, arrive in a in a bar next to a girl and you're getting all this attention and she's like mm-hmm. seems like really interested and excited to be talking to you and mm-hmm. then after five minutes it just goes dead and she's not interested and she starts talking to her friends and you know, doesn't yeah, want to talk to yeah. her. Exactly. She'll disappear. Exactly. She'll disappear. Exactly. And word word to the wise, they really don't care about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. They're they're being you know, there's this social like you can be in that uh situation. Yeah, a million times, right? And you'll notice that, hey, wow, I'm getting asked the exact same questions over and over and over, right? It's like a social obligation. Mm. So the the way to avoid that is buy a Japanese girls' guide. No, I'm kidding. You can do that too. But the the way to get around that is uh is to turn it around and make it a tennis game. You know, I mean, it's just it's just I think this is universal. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, she's going to be really, really interested in, you know, play and, and create a dynamic. Don't just be like, oh, wow, she's interviewing me. All I have to do is answer questions. This is easy. Right. Because yeah. you, you, you're saying they, they tend to interview you like, uh, OK, so where are you from? You know, yep. you're English or whatever. You know, um, how old are you? What do you do for work? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I know. I know. Because it's, it's a deal. You know, it's a Can you get chopsticks, you know. Right, 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 right. So you're saying it's very standard questions that you've like heard before. And so how would you turn that into a tennis game? She you know, she asks you, like, oh, what is your job? What do you do? Say so one of the um <clears throat> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um the this is really a crux, uh, a, a really crucial chapter in um our book which is called the pattern. The pattern, of course, refers to this series of questions um, yeah. that Johnny's alluded to, which really are identical. I mean, we've had guys emailing us saying it, it was like we had uh, a camera trained on them because it, the scripts that we provided for what, what these conversations looked like are just almost word for word the same. It's, you know, mm. how long have you been in Japan? What do you do? How old are you? Oh, you don't look that old, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the problem, the problem is that she's, she's leading. She's the interviewer. You're the interviewee. And you might occasionally interject with, oh, what about you and whatever, but it doesn't, that doesn't really a conversation make, mm. as I say. And also the problem is, is that it doesn't lead anywhere. Just because she's leading doesn't mean she's going to take you to the next stage or say, hey, why don't we go somewhere else? Because that never happens or very, very rarely. Um, so what we, so the, the counter chapter to that, which is, um, breaking the pattern looks at ways where you, if you know exactly what questions to expect, you, you turn them around, um, and for uh, for example, 
the age questions like oh so so how how old are you and this i mean i don't know what it's like in uh in bangkok or, or thailand but in in japan and also korea that's a huge thing it's like how old are you um and instead of coming out with um oh, whatever age you are you, you say well how, how old do you think i am or, or something like oh sorry that's the secret and then she said yeah well i think you're and then she'll give you an age and then you say Mm, no, and then you let her guess another another couple of times, and then you wave her closer to you, and you and you kind of look around as if you're telling her a big secret, and then you whisper in her ear, "Actually, I'm whatever," and then she's like, "Oh, you don't look like you don't like that age," and they always will, um, and then you say, "Oh, you know, you're you're quite the smooth talker, aren't you?" And, and you know, it's it's every every little point. You never let any point slip away as being just a boring Q and A. You turn mm. everything into a fun little diversion. It's little stuff. It doesn't, it it doesn't um, all accumulate to one grand plan or anything. It's it's just um, it, it's just keeping um the whole tone a bit fun and letting her know that you know you um that every little thing she throws at you, it, you're going to give her a little bit of a runaround. But it's good natured. And this also has the effect of it really, it draws out the interaction because, you know, inter interview style conversations are over pretty quick. Then you hit that awkward kind of dead air where it's like, so, do you like cake? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, hey, you like movies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, Rocket, that was a good dodge. You didn't, you didn't even end up answering the question about failing with a girl. But you have to tell the story. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Actually, this this really this will uh, this will this will bring it, shed a lot of light. Okay. So yeah. before what I call my rebirth, see, I I stand on the shoulder of giants. You know, like mm -hmm. in, in in anything else. Uh, I was out with uh, an early mentor of mine when I had first come over to uh, to Tokyo, and we went to a bar, and there was uh, I. Uh, my mentor was immediately on these two girls, but this, this guy just kept asking me questions. And like an idiot, I was answering this guy's questions because we were in the same industry. And so, you know, time wore on. And, and then pretty soon, the second girl disappeared with, with a French guy. And I'm just like, oh, no. And uh, so my, uh, my mentor says, hey, dude, can you stand with my girl while I go to the bathroom? I said, yeah, sure. So I walked over and, and uh, the conversation was just an absolute disaster, just horrifically bad, so bad that I don't even really want to repeat it, but I will. And I said, hey, so what do you do, right? What's your job? You know, it's like, you don't ask a girl that. You know, I mean, may, maybe if it's like a meet and greet or a networking party or something like that, but not at, at two o'clock in the morning at a bar in Rapungi, you know, hmm. and uh, and she just looked at me. She didn't say anything. And I was like, OK, I, I I just did something wrong. And I said, oh, let me guess. You're a doctor. Lame. So lame. And she just continued to stare at me like, like <laughs> OK, and I said, oh, OK, no, you're not a doctor. You're a lawyer. And, you know, I just I kept on going. I just. I was digging myself deeper and deeper. And I said, wait, an engineer. And about that time, my mentor came back. Right. And he goes, Hey, and she goes, Hey, and he goes, so do you like movies? And she goes, yeah, I like, it. right. He goes, do you want to watch one? She goes, okay. It's, two, it's like two o'clock, two 30 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, do you want to go watch a movie? Yeah. Like, like they're going to watch movies. Right. And then he looks at me and goes, hey, sorry, dude, you understand, right? We're like, yeah, uh, sure. And they just immediately turned on their heels and they left. Now, I was 
a complete dork. I know it's hard to imagine, right? <laughs> I, had, I had on new, new Birkenstocks, and I was wearing these goofy shorts, big old shorts, right? And I reached in my pocket. I had 1,000 yen, and it's at least 3,000 yen back to my house in a taxi. And at that time of night, there are no subways, no buses. And so it was pretty much my fate, my punishment to have <laughs> to walk home in New Birkenstocks. My feet were bleeding and the sun was rising by the time I got home. But I had that time to contemplate my existence. And I thought, I suck. And and I, I don't want to continue this existence. And so it was at that point that I decided to pull myself out and to you know, become a socially viable, socially skilled individual. And I ended up talking to that mentor and he said something really, really profound. He said, Dude, there's something you have to realize. And I said, what's that? He goes, not every chick wants a boyfriend. And that, come, you know, coming from, you know, having lived under the, the, the Western Christian halo of morality for so long, just it was it was a complete paradigm shift for me. That's and, yeah, that I'm glad you kind of brought that up, because the first uh, Japanese girl I ever dated, which is like. I think it was eight years ago in London. Um, I've been, the, the first night I went out with her, she, she said, uh, do you think Japanese girls are yellow cabs? And I had no <laughs> idea what she was talking about, right? So you're like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's been <laughs> I was, I was, I, it was my first exposure to Asians, you know? It was just, I, I was like, what's going on? So I kind of ignored it and spoke about other stuff and I got away with it, right? But um, now I understand what that means. Could you, is it, so... It, that's kind of connecting with your topic there, and you know, I, I, I think it's important because some guys kind of arrive in Asia and they think uh, the Asian girls are easy. And I've heard like you know rumors that you know uh, like Japanese girls are very easy. Could you shed some light on that? Like, well, not first at all. Of all we don't, they're, yeah, they're we, not easy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we don't. I mean, I personally don't like the the phrase yellow cap, so I wouldn't really refer to anyone like that. But um, where, where does that come from? Like for guys who don't know, like might not have heard of that. Well, there's the the slightly derogatory re reference to Asian people as being yellow and cabs as being ready to go. I think I don't ready know. Ready to go. Right? Everybody's been in one, right? Everybody's. Oh, been okay, in got, one. It, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but sorry, Rocket, do you want to? They also uh, say uh, this is really bad. <laughs> they also say Koshu Benjo, which is public toilet. Oh, that is bad. Oof. Yeah. Okay. If they they say if they refer to somebody as Koshu Benjo, that's really really rude. Uh, but it's you like know, sperm dumpster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The mattress back. And so, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, one one interesting note concerning the public toilet is that, uh, you know, in the in the West in the States. You can talk about, you can do sex jokes, dick jokes all day long, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you see it on TV all the time. It's like, hey, go kick some asphalt, her, 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 you know, whatever. Mm. And, uh, but here, dick jokes are kind of taboo. Pretty, well, yeah. pretty, much, pretty much taboo. But you can talk about toilet humor all you want. And so you'll be sitting around one afternoon with, with some girls, guys, whatever, and one will be like, I'm so constipated. And it's like, oh, yeah, me too. And then they go on and on. And, and you know, <laughs> to the uninitiated, it's like. <laughs> it's like one of those, those adverts for fiber. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. You know, it's like, hey. And they, they do the little motion. It's like, oh, I, I just cleaned myself out. You know, what kind of imagery are you having? It's like, I just took big dump terrible you know 
But anyway, that's 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 another one of those cultural things. About, hmm? So so about about chicks uh, about Japanese girls being uh, being easy. Yellow, yellow cabs. Did you digress? Yeah. Ah, Jesus. No, <laughs> well, me. <laughs> Come on, get on with the question. Okay, here, the problem is is that you, you you hear the word easier, which is just an adjective, and you take it to this extreme where the guys think that you're going to get off the plane at Narita Airport and suddenly have um, uh, you know, be, have your pick of uh, of the of the letter. Um, and obviously it doesn't work like that. Pets. Yeah, kind of thing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, you don't need to bring that up. It was only one time. Um, so. But the thing is that there are certain, but then there are certain contexts. Again, back to context, where you would say, "Oh, this is easier than I am accustomed to, or than I would have thought, or mm. something." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, there are also contexts where you're coming up against something. Wait, this is way hard. Um, or like this is not easy at all. So no, I, I think anybody who says, "Oh, you should go to X country because it's easy," is completely oversimplifying everything for one um and uh and it's like what does that even mean if if you go with incredibly broad preconceptions um you're going to screw yourself up and that goes for japan or anywhere yeah because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i think i think probably this goes for a lot of guys they are they, they've either got you know they've got their perspective skewed either one way or the other um i, th- I think it's pretty typical that you get these guys um you know who, who meet japanese girls and because japanese girls are more polite and so on they'll treat them how do you say a lot more sensitively um and yeah. and and they'll you know maybe they won't escalate for a very long time so they, they you know they won't like get physical or they won't you know kiss or like touch them for because they'll feel like oh the, the japanese girl is a lot more polite so you know i've got to treat her differently um to the girls in the west or you get these other guys who've got the other extreme right um and then they're, they're thinking yellow cab and they go the other way so i, I think what you're saying is that it's more balanced it's more balanced but maybe it's you know it depends on the context and stuff and it's maybe some things you have to kind of understand about you know where each girl is coming from well the irony is is that both of those extremes of guys have kind of half have it half right mm. and if they put it together they might get a hole i mean yeah the, the the thing about japanese girls being kind of polite and and very restrained and um kind of sugar sweet is huge because it catches you completely off guard if you there there is a tendency from uh, for us in the west to if we if we're not having a bit of kind of um banter or 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 kind of a little bit of push and pull with um uh with with girls we're you know trying to move things along with you know we we kind of feel wait a second you know this is something not right here um i'm if you're not getting any resistance to what kind of what you're doing verbally or physically, you, you start getting a little suspicious, especially if the girl herself isn't isn't being proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just pretty much every um, time. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about and, just and this, proactiveness a bit. Like, well, this is huge because this is what this is what basically was the dearth of my my sex life in the first I'd say six months of my time in Japan mm-hmm. was that I I was. I was go- would see girls who were clearly now I look back into me, but there was just it was also very nice and also very harmless that you don't want to be the you almost don't want to be the one to spoil the picture. And I was thinking, well, you know, once once she gives me the the right cue, then we'll move things along. And of course, it never came because it's not the it's not that she's not giving the cues; it's just they're completely different to what I expect. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and it's and of course, case, the cue is usually her eyes rolling back in her head and her head like doing 360 degree spins. <laughs> he has a, he has a penchant for attracting really nutcase. Oh yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry, this is this is that may be true, but it does not undermine the validity of my point. <laughs> um, I, uh, <coughs> sorry, did you, did you want to add anything more to that? I've just I've completely. Forgot yeah. where I was in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah I, I fully intended to derail what you were saying. No, I, I'm kidding. Okay. But the the one point I will add to this is that in in my travels and uh, everybody, you know, as I said, smash attracts a certain kind of woman. Of course, I do as well. And but generally speaking, in Japan, it is the man's responsibility to push as far as he can go without. Mm-hmm you know, being severely offensive and committing a crime. It's the woman's uh, prerogative to say no when she wants to say no. Now, this is the one thing that befuddles Western guys most. Mm. Because they want to do this push and pull, play the little game, I give you a signal, you know, you you volley it back to me and let me know that what I'm doing is okay. Yep. If, if that's the case, you're going to be disappointed. It's going to be a long night for you. And so many times my friends have been like, God, she's such a bitch, man. I was being so cool to her. All I did was ask her to have tea. All I did was ask her to go to Starbucks, something like that. It's like, you know what? You didn't ask right. You know, you didn't follow the progression. It wasn't time to do something like that. Japanese girls aren't just going to go bail on their friends. You know, it's this is not New York City. This is not L.A. Yeah. Okay. So. You play the game, you know, if she's blowing you off, like you're walking down the street in Shibuya, the tall girl that you were, you were talking about before. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, right? And she's blowing you off, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if you just give up, then all of a sudden you just prove that you're unworthy, okay? You, you keep talking until, until she, like, physically turns around and walks away. No, sorry, I just, this one question I had, you know, can we talk about this? Can we do this? Whatever, you know, can you answer this for me? Blah, 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 blah. If you really want to see this in action, go down to Shibuya and watch those recruiters right in front of the station, okay? Some of them are real chumps, but others are just absolute masters. Are you talk, You're talking about the Japanese guys? Who, yeah, right? the long-haired Japanese dudes. Right. The hosts, right? The hosts, yeah. yeah. And, and when you see... When you see one that has stopped a girl and is actually conversing with a girl, just, you know, you just saddle up. It's all in Japanese, but you can kind of, you know, you, know, you get the nuance. You can kind of guess what, what's being said. Hmm. Uh, that, you know, those guys are, are really, really smooth. Okay, well, quick, 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 they don't quick, give up. Yeah, quick, quick interlude for people who, you know, haven't been to Japan or whatever. So um, they have these host bars in, in Japan where basically they're, the guys will entertain the women and the women will pay for that entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, um, you know, they, they'll just make jokes and, you know, sing songs or whatever. It's kind of like <coughs> in a karaoke TV kind of like environment. Um, so basically the way the guys find their clients is that they'll kind of stalk them on the streets. I mean, you see, like, yeah. in, in is it in Shibuya or is it, or is it the other place you see hundreds? It's in of, a lot of places. A lot of places, yeah. Yeah, you just see hundreds of them. And at first I had no idea what was going on. I was wondering if they were all trying to pick up girls. You know, they were just random guys trying to pick up girls. Because I'd heard of Nanpa, uh, yeah. yep. which is the Japanese version of um, pickup. Um, yeah. So they kind of had that culture there for a while. But no, it was actually their job. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's not, not always a host club. It could be not always hosts, no. porn, right? Sometimes it's they do it for haircuts as well. So what does that mean? Haircuts? Oh, so they're trying to get... Girls yeah, come hair. in and let me cut your hair and pay me a wow. bunch of money to do it. Yeah. 
It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just general sales. I mean, so you've, you've got the, the Nampa guys who are just trying to pick up. You've got the hosts who are trying to bring girls to the clubs. You've got the sales guys who are trying to get girls involved in modeling. I say that with inverted commas because it's, you know, usually soft porn. Um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, the, the one consistent thread with all of this, if you watch any of them, is that um, whenever I've seen uh, – they, they get – blowing out a lot they get a lot of failure but when when they do hook it's usually after about a minute at least of walking by the side of a girl who is flat out completely ignoring them yeah yes um, yes so it's persistence and persistence persistence pays mm-hmm. but you have to know when well, to quit that's the thing all right so all right so like if you could give it like a simple what's a like continue sign and what is a quit sign I mean, if they if they completely turn away and walk away from you, yeah, that's, that's a, a pretty good sign. sign that you're done. Okay, right in any place, probably. Yeah. If, if they're if they're giving that half-assed kind of, oh, well, I'm walking, but I'm still looking at you, and and I'm not really sure what should I do, right? To a Westerner in a Western context, that's going to be kind of rude. Oh my God, she's not paying attention to me. But in in a Japanese context, that's that's like, okay, I'm walking, but you're kind of intruding in my mm-hmm. walking. My my Japanese condition of walking down the street. Okay, and so if she is acknowledging you even a little bit, then yeah, you're in. Keep going. So, so as long as she's acknowledging you, and then keep on going. Remember, remember, she's having an internal dialogue at this point. She, yeah. There's this. All this stuff is kicking in. Like, is this sales? Is is this um? You know, is this cool? Um, uh, um, what am I? What is being expected of me? How should I reply? All this sort of thing. Uh, uh, Am I going to have to speak English? How is my English? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so all this stuff that's talked about, oh, you know, oh, she's she was such a bitch. She was totally ignoring me. It completely ignores this entire dimension that you're not offering yourself up to be judged, but um, you're you're creating this scenario where um, where if you both have, if you both follow that thread of attraction, um, you will meet in the middle. And sometimes. It, Sometimes she's not going to. She's either she's she's not interested flat out, or she just doesn't have the confidence, and that and that happens. She might think you're a cool guy, but it's like ah. I mean, we've all done it. Um, I was I was in uh, um, Shinjuku uh, a uh, couple of months ago, and this this old guy sidled up beside me and started talking to me in English. And obviously, you know, my reaction, having been born and brought up in London, is just just ignore people who just talk to me out of the blue. Right. But he stayed at my side, and, and, and it became apparent he just wanted to practice English. He was just a nice guy. He obviously was going to an English class or something, and he saw me as an opportunity just to have a quick chat. So eventually, and it must have been after about 30, 40 seconds, I stopped and I had a really nice chat with him. And I actually felt a bit disappointed in myself that I'd ignored him at first. And I realized this is very similar to the kind of dialogue that um, the Japanese girls are kind of having with themselves. It's, they've just got to reach that point where they think, actually, yeah, this is this is a... This is okay. I'm gonna. I can talk to this guy, and I don't get a, a bad vibe from him. So, boom. And then, then you've you've already kind of made that first contact. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's straightforward. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to miss this, but um, you spoke about like a few things you messed up with the first girls you liked in your first year, and yes. you said and you said you missed uh, the signs that they were giving. Yeah. Um, yes. And, you know, you were just being, pol- you know, you thought it was being polite and nice. What were the signs that, you know, they were saying, right, let, let's let move this along and you were missing them? Well, here's, here's the interesting thing um, that Japanese girls, they're remarkably direct in some ways and, and remarkably um, 
vague and fuzzy in others. And if if a Japanese girl is interested in you um, just as a friend or something, um, and uh, well, or is let, let me let me rephrase that. If a Japanese girl is not interested in you in a romantic pro, uh, as a romantic prospect, unless you have a seriously solid friendship built underneath that, she's just going to disappear. It's not so much like the culture I'm accustomed to where you know you have girls who are friends and you might kind of fancy them and and you keep hanging out and you know then they're not going to break off all contact with you even if they don't fancy you back because you've kind of got this this uh, platonic thing going on that doesn't really happen so much in Japan I mean the culture hasn't evolved that way um, mm. I don't want to say that doesn't happen at all but um, if a girl continues to meet you one-on-one, you're going out to the park, to the cinema, on, to dinner or whatever, which is kind of the sort of stuff I was doing, uh, you know, re- referencing back my first uh, my first kind of year in Japan. It's not really the sort of thing I do anymore. But um, if, if she's continuing to meet you and email you and, and make plans with you, then, you know, she's in the game. Um, the problem is she's not... She, um, she's not going to get herself drunk and fall all over you in most cases, which is up to that point, kind of what I relied on in my date to, dating life. I'm quite <laughs> happy to talk very candidly about my past failures. I've written a, a 250-page book which outlines <laughs> in very painful detail. Yeah. Um, so there was this me, there was this me, uh, me and this um, uh, Shinkansen, that's the bullet train, um, uh, attendant girl who's very pretty. They always hire um, very pretty girls to... to uh, serve the snacks on the bullet train and um she and i will must have been for maybe about six weeks we were meeting quite regularly and i was just like oh i really you know i was totally into this girl and um she was she was really beautiful and and at the time she uh she had to speak speak english because i just wasn't up to it in in japanese and i would and so i came to dropping subtle hints like oh so what are you doing after this and and you know and and everything do you have work tomorrow and and you know, the answers I got were really kind of vague. It's like, oh, I, I think I might go home and all this sort of thing. And it's because I wasn't leading. I was I was throwing out this, this little kind of fish hook and saying, are you going to bite? Are you going to bite? Mm. Total failure. Total failure. Eventually, you know, she lost interest. Um, I, I never, I, I didn't want to break that, that beautiful little harmonious thing we had. Of course, it just, it just went rotten. And what, what you really need to do um, if, if you're serious about moving things along, is, is not to say, so, what are your thoughts on this? But you assume the light is green until it goes red. And that's a really dangerous thing to say to some people. <laughs> but um, I, I assume we're going to be responsible with that knowledge. So you, you don't ask, you, you lead, you tell. You say, so after dinner, I'm thinking, we'll go here. Or, even better, you don't say anything. You finish up your date and you say, all right, you take your hand, you walk to wherever you're going, be it um, the notorious Japanese love hotel or your own place or something. If, if you're ready to go to that step, you, you lead. You don't ask for permission. If she's not into it completely, if she's completely flat out no, she's going to stop you. So you're not going to, you know, it, it's, so, it's not as if you're, you're playing a trick or anything. Right, there's nothing really to worry about because she will stop no, you exactly. if it's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, just, and just a footnote, not, not condoning mm-hmm. date at all. No, Jesus Christ, no. I mean, there comes a point where, <laughs> where if you're like, oh, I don't know if the light's red, and then you get arrested, it's like, please don't blame me for that, because um, <laughs> I think we all have a reasonable degree of common sense. But the amazing thing is I found, found is that even when you don't verbally kind of con- confirm what, what you're doing, 
is um, how much that you will be followed without question. Um, and that is that is really something for the Western mind to wrap itself around because we're very used to this kind of implicit permission thing. I suggest you give your permission. Okay, we're good to go. In Japan, you, you've got to go with this with the mindset that, all right, I'm going to assume I have permission until you tell me that I don't. Yeah. Um, and then and then you have to be bold. You can't be a pussy about it. You can't be like, oh, I'm so tired. Let's go and have a lie down or something like that because it's just... <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Sorry. Just... It sounds like you used that line before. <laughs> I probably did. I probably did. I don't yeah. know. Oh, <laughs> look at the time. But um, yeah, so, <laughs> so no questions, just just moves. And and this is and this is scarier than it sounds. It sounds really easy when I talk about it. But when you're there with this cute, happy, cutesy Japanese girl who's who's having such a lovely time, you're thinking, right? I'm gonna, I'm now gonna be like, all right, this is what we're doing now. It's the, there is a little kind of hurdle you have to get over for that. Right, right. Um, but what I will, I'll end off by saying that I have never, and in all the cases that I've taken that very direct proactive action, I've I've certainly been refused. I've certainly come up against that wall, and and I will say it's probably a minority of cases, but it has happened. Um, but I've never had a girl, like, lose respect for me or say, or think that I'm a schmuck or something like that. There was respect for me making the move and a polite refusal. Right, I've never right. had anyone saying, oh, you, what, what the hell are you doing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was always like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'd, I'd say, like, interestingly, uh, something I've seen quite, <laughs> quite a lot because a lot of the Japanese girls I've met and dated and whatever have been while I've been traveling, and there's normally some kind of time constraint. Uh, involved, you know, I, uh, you know, so I'd be there for one day or two days. Um, so normally I've met them and then I, I'll meet them again in the night or, or, or something and, you know, things will progress quite fast. And, and you know, sometimes they'll be back at your house and, you know, maybe in total they've spent like an hour with you, like, or, you know, uh, e even less. And when, when you go for the kiss, like you start like kissing, sometimes they'll be like, Oh no, let's watch the video or whatever. Like we'll be watching YouTube or whatever we're doing. So mm -hmm. I found that oh yeah, cool. Like and then you just carry on like playing and having fun, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And then and then five minutes later she'll jump you and she'll kiss you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And she just she just wants to feel comfortable, you know. She, and you, you yeah, just have to build needs, that comfort. She needs time to process, and this is so important that you, you don't you don't give up on the first refusal, especially if it's if something like you've. Uh, you've described of, of just like oh, oh let's just watch the video or something just give her give her a few minutes to process what is going on you've already made your intentions abundantly clear yeah. if you give up at that point you lose because she's she's not gonna i mean there are times when she might jump on you but you're probably gonna have to be expected to make a second move and right, maybe right. even a third right 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 and it's, it's, she just needs to get kind of process these ideas like you're saying right yeah, I, I like exactly. the way you say that yeah and so, exactly. you know, you, you need to give it that little bit of time once it's become clear. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, in Japan, I mean, speaking from my experience, and um, I'm sure Johnny will back me up on this, you, you, people will not, well, girls will not lose respect for you for making that move. You know, if, if you do it in, in the channel of good context, good social kind of approach, you know, and, and there's, also, there's all kinds of caveats to that, but... The, the fact that you are crossing that line between acquaintances, friends, or whatever, and something more is is never something you'll be made to feel ashamed about. 
Right, right. What would you say mm-hmm. about holding hands, right? If, if you're holding a girl's hand in Japan, does it mean a lot? Absolutely. Yes, yes, it does. It uh, that's you know, I it depends on uh, what, what kind of context you want to set for for your relationship. But generally, mm-hmm. if you're out having fun dating a number of different people, holding hands it may not be the best idea because that says that pretty much says, yeah, we're in a relationship or we're on the way to being in a relationship. Mm. Mm. Is it got, I mean, cause you know, the, the public angle, like the public display of affection. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always said like my first Japanese girlfriend in London, uh, we'd been dating for something like six months and, mm. uh, you know, we're walking down Regent street in the middle of London. And for some reason I, w- I was, Went, went went to kiss her on, on the cheek, or I can't remember what it was. Um, and she, she, you know, she literally pushed me off, and she got all frozen up, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 not here!" Right? Uh, which yeah. is a very surprising thing uh, for me. So I get, you know, I guess that's like the, the social context of that is like, you know, not in public. Yeah, definitely. Uh, much, that's changing. The younger healthy. crowd is a little more open to that. Sorry. The younger crowd, they're a little more open to the PDA, the public right. display. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if she's, you know, over thirty, then there's a good chance that that's a that's a big no no. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it used to be just really taboo. Right, but now it's you saying it's kind of came, you, was, you know there was I mean it was it was a really different place. It, you know, it's loosening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you've seen it change over time, I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. One one sorry, if I can just get back to the whole. Uh, Excellent. If, if you go into to kiss somebody and you get rejected. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's a power play. At least in, in my travel, it's that, you know, I'm doing what the peanut gallery is telling me to do. This is the right thing to do in this situation. No, no kissing will be done here. Right. So you say peanut gallery. What does, what does peanut? The, the, the peanut gallery is, uh, the socialization that they get. So in, in, you know, in everybody's head, it's like, oh, well, what would mom think? What would dad think? What would my teachers think? What would my friends and my brothers and sisters and all of my, you know, everyone in my life, what would they think about what I'm about to do? Mm, mm. Okay. And so there's this constant, you know, there's a, it's, it's really, you know, because Jap- Japan is, it's a, it's a community, it's a community. It's, you know, a lot more than we're all individuals in the West these days. Right. Exactly. Here, not so much. And so, if all of a sudden you get refused, that could very well be to appease the peanut gallery. Mm. And so if you, you know, the, the, my, my final essay in the book is the little red ball. And, and so my, you know, my crew over here, we refer to that. If you have the little red ball, the little red ball refers to, you know, when you're like four years old getting, you know, it's your parents take you in to get pictures taken and you're, you know, you've got the attention span of an insect and, and you're all over the place. And so the, the photographer has that, Okay, maybe two years old. The the photographer has that that little red ball in his hand. He's like, look at the ball, look at the ball, and you're like, what? Right. <laughs> and so that that little red ball, if you can distract the peanut gallery and say, hey, look over here, look at the red ball, and the peanut gallery, when they're not looking, then then you go in and you have a more of a physical conversation. Okay. I'm not gonna say any more than that. Yeah. Uh, so that that you know those, if that piques your interest. Uh, you know, we go into to detail about that. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, it's, it's great to have you on this call today. Have you got anything else you want to add before, like, we close it down? 
we did want to, um, I think, uh, just in when we were pre- prepping for this, um, yeah, yeah. you did mention uh, a, a few words about um, encountering Japanese girls abroad, um, oh, yeah, overseas. Yeah. For because I imagine a lot of your listeners probably aren't going to be in Japan. So, well, yeah. we've covered a lot of we've covered a lot about the kind of the home base of where all this thinking comes from and and the way it is there. Um, but uh, obviously, um, our book is not just about how to operate in Japan, but really, really the Japanese female. Um, uh, wherever you encounter her. Um, I, I thought it would be good to bring this up because I was actually in London uh, just uh, about a month ago for my sister's wedding, and um, I dropped back in at, on my old uh, Japanese language school, which um, was where I fir- first started uh, learning the language before even heading out to Japan. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, it's, it's been about um, over five years, so I didn't really recognize many faces, and there was this uh, this new teacher there, who young, perky, uh, young female teacher. And... Um, I uh, obviously my Japanese has improved hugely since I was originally out of school, so I was just chatting away to everyone. And this um, and this teacher and I kind of crossed paths at, uh, at the water cooler or something. And I said, "Oh, hello," and everything. Um, and she uh, she she was she was quite quite new. Had been um, uh, only only there a few months. And I I could see she she just finished a class. She was she'd just been making kind of the small talk with students. Oh yes, I'd li- I'd like to go to Japan one day. Oh yes, blah blah blah. All this thing and um, and uh, for me it's quite natural to to uh, she was cute and um, looked really nice in a little work suit and for me it's quite natural to just uh, to break that boring pattern of conversation like I say and, and just um, kind of tease her a bit and like and um, kind of launched into this thing of you know oh so you know you're you're all, all the way out here in London you're a Japanese teacher so you're just not even going to bother to learn English and, and it's like ah. Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm learning English. Just blah, blah, blah. Just my focus is on this, blah, blah, blah. And um, and then you'd, you'd be a bit, little bit self-effacing. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to start Japanese lessons because I suck and everything. She's like, no, 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 your Japanese is really good, blah, 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 blah. And um, just keep keep throwing kind of weird curveballs. Um, and and for me, you know, I had to I had to backwards analyze this conversation after the fact because it was very very natural. Um, but by the time I was um, I was ready to go and and uh, sling my hook and head home. She, she was like, "Oh, when are you coming back in? When are you coming back in?" And I was like, "Well, I'm not actually a student here, so never." And she's like, um, "Oh, well, you know, um, if you have time, um, may, maybe we could." Uh, oh, she wasn't even that forward, but it was kind of very much that feeling, you know. Oh, well, if you have time, it'd be nice to meet again. Um, I said, "Sure, okay." And I gave her my business card. Um, and uh, and I, th- I think the 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 takeaway from this is that. Um, you've kind of got to understand um, from the other person's point of view what are the very normal um, dull interactions they're having on a day-to-day basis. Now, if you're a, if you're a Japanese girl in a, in a different country, um, what are the kinds of what are the ways that guys are going to approach you? And you can kind of extrapolate this and imagine it quite easily. There's the guys who think, oh, I'm going to say konnichiwa, and she'll think, you know, I'm so down with her culture and everything. Um, but obviously, uh, you. It, we would not recommend doing that because it's lame. Um, and uh, you certainly don't. Uh, if, if you think about the sorts of questions that she'll be answering, oh, you know, do you eat a lot of sushi or stuff about ninjas, samurai, anime, manga. I actually um, and uh, have been involved with a girl whose uh, family name was Suzuki. And obviously, you you imagine that every every conversation she starts and outside of Japan is going to be like, oh, you're your family in the automotive industry? And it's like, no. Um, so, uh, I mean, the fundamental 
principle for all of this stuff, not just our book, but for this for the whole uh, series of learnings which came to be known as Pickup, is three words. It's do something different. It's just figure out what everyone else is doing and do something completely different because then you will stand out. Um, and uh, if you if you imagine a conversation with a, a Japanese person in the way we described it with the, the pattern and the kind of interview style questions, always very positive. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, you don't look that age. Oh, your job sounds great. It's if you kind of imagine this ocean with very gently lapping waves that just go up and then up and then up and then just kind of very very monotonous. And then you're you're kind of pulling the plug out at the bottom and suddenly this massive cyclone starts. But then you suddenly put the plug plug back in. So you're not actually trashing it but you're you're upsetting this flow so now the waves are back again and they're a bit bigger and they're bigger crests and bigger troughs and you're kind of taking on this ride where it's like you know this isn't you're not just bobbing on this ocean with a lilo anymore you're you're kind of having a little bit of a um bit of an adventure um and i think uh so my advice to anyone who who encounters um japanese girls um in their own country is is Consider things from their point of view, um, and and what what the sort of stuff they have to deal with every day. Consider what their anxieties are and, and things that they might be dealing with um, in their everyday life, whether they're they're tourists here in, in your country or studying or working or something, mm-hmm. um, and and make your interaction uh, a little memorable. Um, and uh, I think you know if if you're really interested in kind of developing your skills in in that area, then um, uh, we've we've got a, a book for that, um, and uh, a shameless book plug. It was coming though. You know, we we've been relatively yeah, yeah. good about this for the whole interview. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, just because before before you finish like this this thread yeah. of conversation, um, you know, so so I mean, one of the things I I really picked up because most Japanese girls I've met have been in all sorts of places uh, outside of Japan. Um, and some, someone who taught me something a very long time ago, a guy called Maniac High, um, was a very, very simple rule is to talk slowly. And uh, you would be amazed at the difference it makes because, you know, we've been talking about the nervousness of language and uh, also the fact that, uh, you know, Japanese, uh, for Japanese, it's very hard to learn English. You know, the, the languages are very different. So um, even if they, you know, sometimes been living in, in New York or wherever for a few years, sometimes, you know, they're, they're still kind of like struggling with hearing uh, the subtleties and especially if you're talking fast. So, you know, for me back in the day, it made a world of difference just to talk slowly. Um, and, you know, it, it really made the difference between night and day. So I think that's that's really a key thing. And like everything you've said, like about, about Japanese girls in, in Japan, I think, you know, it, it often applies to to a large extent to the girls outside. But you know, as as they spend longer time outside, of course, they get you know more more Western influences, and they get and they get a bit more open, and maybe less you know they they feel easier with the social interactions and and, and so on. But you know, certainly the frameworks and the ideas that you have are still relevant to to most of them. I, I like to think so. Well, we we were certainly very um, appreciative of the good uh, interview, uh, the good review rather that you gave our book uh, when you did review it. So, um, hopefully, uh, that kind of value we can continue to offer to people who are interested in this. Yep. Well, great guys. Like so think of ourselves as philanthropists, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, love really does make the world go round, and 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 
you know, somebody wise once said that no matter how much you change the factors on the left, what is to the right of the equal sign in the equation of a man's life is always the same. Yeah, it's always a big dong. <laughs> Wrong. Maybe in your case. Sorry. You know, what I found about your book is, like, I certainly connecting with that was it was very mature advice, really, right? So, um, you yeah, know, which is why you're surprised that we're so immature. Yeah, exactly. What a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so, so you know, it's it, I, I really, really appreciated that, um, you know, and um, I, you know, I think... You know, like guys on the call, like check out the review of the book. You know, I talk a lot about detail, but it's, it's really the best thing I've read so far on on Asian women in general. Uh, <laughs> we'll see next year, uh, but I hope you guys are going to continue to work and, and develop your stuff because you know I really enjoy it. I think it is useful for people, and it will help more love go round in the world by eliminating oh. a lot of the bad mistakes that happen and you know the the kind of the sabotages of perfectly good potential relationships that. You know, who, you know, that go on every day. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, on, on the on, on the page for this podcast, you'll find uh, the profiles and everything for Smash and Johnny, some more information on them and links to uh, their products and so on. So you can check all that stuff out. Uh, you guys got anything to say before you go? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep like keep on trucking and uh and let's spread the love across cultural and national boundaries i'm Absolutely. doing my part <laughs> moving in so, uh, moving into 2012 you know and the the age of what, whatever the age is we're gonna call it the age of love and yeah. uh, that's all that's all we want out of this is to it, this book is to facilitate good love connections that's it I think so. That's great. And I think it goes uh, a good way to doing that. Well, thanks, guys. Great for you. It's, it's, it's been great. Yeah, love the work you do. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks for having sure. us. You can find out more about today's podcast and dating instructor on Dating Skills Review. Google Dating Skills Review or Dating Skills Podcast and you'll be there. For first-timers on the podcast, Dating Skills Review is the largest database of dating advice on the planet. If it exists, we have it. Before you do anything else, read anything else, listen to anything else about dating, sex, or attraction, download our free manual, Fast Track, Seven Rules to Get Good with Women in Months, Not Years. You can download it right from the Dating Skills Review homepage. That's datingskillsreview.com. It will teach you the best-in-class learning strategy that the top dating instructors in the world have used to get good with women. Readers say it's flawless. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Those reviews help to increase our iTunes ranking and spread the word. Dating Skills Review wouldn't be what it is today without your feedback and support, so a big thanks there. This is Angel Donovan from Dating Skills Review. Get working on those skills hard this week because next week we're taking another step up to mastering your dating life. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by Dating Skills Review. Dating Skills Review is the Amazon.com of dating advice for men. If it exists, we have it. We help you find the best advice fast, so you can get good with women in months, not years. Learn more at www.datingskillsreview.com.